my friends. Welcome back to Small Town Big Ministry. This is Pastor Luke and Molly. Hello, hello. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about missions, small town big missions. We, uh, yes. We've had quite a bit of uh, experience in missions in our church over the years. Um, it wasn't always that way. Uh, we probably were like a lot of small town churches where we supported missions financially. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't actually go on mission trips or uh, do anything international. Um, but, uh, but that changed over the years. And so, um, just thinking back through our, our growing up years, you know, in churches, um, I don't, we did not do anything to my recollection in missions other than just support missionaries financially. And I don't know about you, but yeah, same here. We, um, are you know grew up in small churches too and we're very active in supporting the uh, denominational missionaries in our church mm-hmm. and occasionally they would come and share about what they are doing and bring pictures and stuff and as a kid and teenager I was always really excited to hear about that sometimes they would bring um, people with them who they were ministering to mm-hmm. um, you know what's that called when they're uh, ministering to girls are trying to bring out of um, prostitution and sex trafficking I know they have rescue gr- I don't yeah know. they have like yes rescue shelters or missions mm-hmm. and I, I remember specifically them bringing some uh, young girls and young women um, and talking you know that the girls were talking about their experience and stuff and that was really cool to kind of witness that. Really? So did that make you want to go on on mission trips or even be a missionary? I know you said before you thought maybe your call was going to be missions. Yeah, I always, I mean, I don't know. As a kid, I don't I don't know if I should say this because my dad, he might be listening. But <laughs> as a kid, I always really liked when the missionaries came because that means that we didn't have to sit there and listen, you know, to a sermon. Ouch. <laughs> But I that's how you really feel. <laughs> As a child, I, like I it was kind of a nice little break, and I enjoyed hearing what they had to say and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd say I always was kind of naturally interested in missions. Sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then as I grew up and became a teenager, and at the age of fifteen, really believed God was calling me to uh, ministry because I do have a love for missions. I thought. Um, oh, maybe God's calling me to the mission field, but had never really um, gone on, you know, mission trips outside of local missions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to, and I really didn't have an opportunity to do a lot of missions until I was in college and I got older and I was an adult. Yeah. Well, I we had uh, my first experience in missions was um, the college I went to had what they called week of E, week of evangelism. And every student on campus, every full-time student was required to go on a mission trip. Mm. They actually uh, planned out all these different mission trips. You um, you kind of put your name in the hat for, you know, your top two or three that you wanted to go on, and, and you might not get the, oh. the one that you wanted. But you um, you ended up, everybody going on a mission trip. So, and they were national, they were within the United States. So on one mission trip, we went to New Hampshire. Um, in one mission trip, I went to Colorado and worked on a, uh, like a pastor's retreat ranch, mm-hmm. um, where we were kind of doing some, some labor, you know, to help build a, a new facility for them mm-hmm. or something. So, you know, we had some, some, uh, initial experiences in missions there. 
Um, and then when I became a youth pastor, then um, our our youth went on a mission trip every summer, mm-hmm. um, and then I became responsible for planning and organizing and taking the kids on a, a, a mission trip, um, which was still you know it was about a ten hour drive from Leavenworth, Kansas, down to Oklahoma is where we took them to a uh, Indian reservation uh, mission. Um, and that was, you know, that was eye opening too, because you get to see a different culture, different mm-hmm. side of, you know, society when you do that kind of thing. So kind of started to open up my eyes to missions when, when I got involved in that. I think that's a really great opportunity, um, for people to experience missions, whether it's, um, here in the United States or going somewhere, it, uh, it takes you out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and out of your norm and you see things from a different perspective and the needs of other people. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's great if you can do that tied to the church or to the gospel, I think is important too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it just becomes a little bit harder to, to imagine. I mean, you're taking a week off of work. Um, You're paying usually, you know, your own way to go on a mission Mm -hmm. trip. So, you know, that can be pretty, costly. I mean, you're traveling somewhere, you're paying for your own freight, your own food, your own lodging, depending on where you go, or you're roughing it, and uh, and maybe you're not getting paid at work. And so, um, you know, a lot of times it's hard for, for people to make that sacrifice to mm. go on a trip. Um, and and uh, so when we came to the, our church here in, in Alito. Um, we were, I think, involved in doing some mission work, but they were, again, they were national um, trips right. um, where you're driving, you know, 8, 10, 12 hours to go to some other region, mm-hmm. um, taking a week and working somewhere. Um, and, you know, a lot of the people that would go um, would be retired people, you know, who had a little more uh, flexibility in their time, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, and so, but we did have one thing um, for us that was kind of a unique opportunity, which was we had a guy in the church who was, um, he was retired, um, and he was going on international trips with another group, um, another organization that was based in uh, Texas, or no, Arkansas, um, that they would go on medical missions. And so he was a retired nurse, mm-hmm. so he got involved with them, I think even when he was still working. Um, but when he retired, he, he started going all the time. He would go almost every month somewhere and uh, very active in our church. And so we would support him in those mission um, trips. We would kind of help financially. Mm-hmm. That was kind of our, our missionary that we were supporting. Right. Um, and we kept talking to him about... Um, what it would look like to go on a trip with him, mm-hmm. you know, if we could get a small group. I remember the first time um, we we had a real serious conversation um, with him and, and a few people from our church, and we started talking about, you know, the money that it would cost mm-hmm. and, you know, the time and the sacrifice and, and some ideas. Um, I th- people were kind of shocked and overwhelmed um, just to think like, okay, they're going to have to come up with maybe a thousand dollars to go on a trip. Um, and it, it was maybe, you know, just that initial kind of knee jerk reaction, mm-hmm. but we ended up not taking that trip that year. I think it was another year or two later when we finally, um, got serious and the church helped to, you know, sub support and mm-hmm. subsidize the, the trip and, and, uh, that kind of thing. And we finally did, um, 
take a trip. But I, I'm trying to remember historically um, if the first trip that we took as a group was actually I didn't go on it. You went um, with a small group and with Jim. Jim mm-hmm. Jim Earl was was his name. He he's gone to be with the Lord now, but. Um, and uh, it was like six or seven of you. Yeah, it was seven of us, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had gone, I think, the year before, just me and Jim. And um, you know what? No, I, I'm getting my uh, my dates wrong. Um, I had gone to Ukraine with Jim, um, just him and me, just to kind of get some experience. Um, but you know what? I think that I took a small group with Jim. You didn't go to Bolivia. Right. And that I was can't remember what was first. Yeah, I don't remember either. Um but he was really the person who kind of kind of propelled us in yeah. that. Um, he was so direction. experienced yeah. um in traveling and on mission trips and had all these mm-hmm. connections that um that that he really was, you know, instrumental in uh, getting us familiar with travel, mm-hmm. you know, international travel. Um and so I went with him on a trip, just he and myself and with, you know, their, their medical group. And then, then we started taking small groups from our church. Um, and, uh, that's how we kind of got started. And it was uh, a challenge. I mean, cause we're, um, trying to figure out, you know, how to get involved in missions, mm-hmm. um, in a way that would be, you know, beneficial for the church body and not just, you know, cool trips to go on. Right. Um, because I think that can be a little bit of, you know, the temptation is, um, you know, you just have this opportunity to travel internationally and it seems exciting, but you don't make lasting connections. Yeah. Like I, this, I'm sorry, I'm going to pause for a second, but it does remind me, Jim kind of reminds me of the Berglunds, um, who were a missionary couple, um, a retired missionary couple from the church that I was went to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were always, they were kind of like Jim was here they were always talking about their mission and their passion, and their particular mission was in Alaska. So that was the very first mission trip I went on, and I was by myself. It felt like it was in another country, mm-hmm. but it was um, in Alaska. went to a mission up there and worked at a camp and stuff. And um, the church rallied around me, just like we did with Jim, to send you know support me financially to go out there and then to come back and with pictures and I talked about it and um, then they also supported me when I went on other trips and stuff in in college Habitat for Humanity and things like that too. So when you went to Alaska though that was like um, a summer you went all summer. Yes. Yeah so um, that's like um, a little bit more intensive mission (laughs) trip than most people are probably going to take unless, you know, you're a college student who has well, the summer to, to be able to do yeah, something like I that. I mean, that was kind of my goal was to uh, really take advantage of those college years in the summers. I didn't really want to go back and work at home and stuff. I wanted to go do things while I had the opportunity to do it. So mm-hmm. um, that was one. Of, that was the very first trip. And those kind of experiences, I think, do um, build you. They, you know, kind of make who you are and how you see the world and your the part that you're playing in it. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. wanted to I, – I just love the Berglunds. They really – I mean, even they're like in their 90s now. Um, and I just remember just as a teenager they made an impression on me. Right. Um, well, and I would say most churches probably 
have somebody or some couple in the church mm-hmm. that is, you know, very passionate about missions. Um, it's it's kind of their their thing that they um, are very interested in, very connected to, uh, very passionate about. Maybe they support a lot. They are always championing for the church, um, and, and it may be. Um, I mean, if that person is a retired missionary, um, they're the person you got to talk to about. Mm-hmm. You know, how would we go about? putting a group together, where would we go? And, and there's tons of, of um, mission organizations mm-hmm. that you can connect with and uh, we'll plan a trip for you. Um, but to the direction that we ended up going in was um, I, I became pretty familiar with international travel by, you know, getting my feet wet with Jim. And then we started planning mm-hmm. some more trips for our church body. And then um, because he had so many connections all over the world, I mean, we had options. Yeah. I mean, we, we had all these different um, missionaries that he knew personally that he could vouch for and, and would have, you know, uh, loved to, um, you know, uh, host our group for a week. And, and we gladly followed him mm-hmm. <laughs> where he was oh, willing yeah. to take us. Like, we trusted him Absolutely. and his experience. Yeah. So we ended up um, with uh, a, an opportunity where, you had gone to Nicaragua, mm-hmm. and um, we were talking about going back, but for whatever reason, it wasn't working out to go back there. Uh, maybe the week we were looking at going was booked or something, because they had groups coming in all the time. Yeah, I mean, we had a, a series of conversations and stuff about where we really wanted to come alongside of a mission that needed the network and support that maybe mm-hmm. didn't really have it. And that particular mission that we went to in Nicaragua, they had... Uh, they had a good network. Oh, yeah. They had good support from several different churches back in the States. Yeah, we and were so, just one more group right. coming in that, you know, that was helpful to them, I'm sure, but yeah. not necessarily special for us to be involved with. So, so we were looking for that mission that really needed a partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we found um, a, a partner in El Salvador. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, Jim knew uh, a missionary down there named Rigoberto. Um, who was very um, passionate about planting churches and reaching mm-hmm. out and um, could use some support. And so uh, we built a connection with him, went on a trip, took a, a small group. Um, I forget how big the, the first group was that we took, probably 10 or so, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then it was such a fantastic experience, and uh, we knew that we were doing some good. Mm-hmm. Um, that we kept going back year after year. We've been going there for, I don't know, eight years or more. Yeah, and I think they might have another church or two that comes alongside of them, but we're right. we're really proactive in supporting their efforts down there, and then we're building those relationships with that longe- longevity because mm-hmm. we keep going back, and, and they're like family now. Um, they Not all the same people go back year after year. There's different people that go and it's just kind of it's cool it was it's a good first time mission experience for people too um it's not super shocking or or it's not hard travel um so i've you know and you and i have gone across uh, the atlantic a a couple times um that that's hard travel Mm -hmm. when you're you're going across many time zones yeah um and it's taking you know maybe 25 hours of travel to get to mm-hmm. the, where you're going and jet lag and all of that stuff. Yeah. That's, that can be pretty rough. Um, but you know, El Salvador is, you know, it's a half a day of travel, mm-hmm. um, and not really hard day at that. 
and and you're still in the same time zone at right. least for us uh, depending on when daylight savings is i mean it's the same time zone so um the only the big thing is it's you know it's a different climate mm-hmm. different language so you have to have translators um but you know you kind of get used to that uh, pretty quick um and and what we've discovered is that uh, we try to make it um a challenge but also enjoyable mm-hmm. so uh, we stay in a hotel um in el salvador so that it, and it's you know to our standards in america it might be like a super eight or something like a two-star hotel <laughs> or maybe you know somewhere in that range it's clean it's clean and it's you it's know just not like amazing it's not yeah. you know yeah it's not a four-star hotel um, but you and know, it's not a tent. So, but exactly, we're not sleeping in in a big communal room on a dirt floor. I mean, right. we're, we have our own rooms and and we're comfortable. We can have a shower every day. And which and when that. we went to Nicaragua, we did have to do that a night or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it it does like make the experience uh, memorable, but it's not necessarily pleasant for that sixty or sixty five year old. Yeah. Who is like and some eh. some people really want that experience. Yeah. I think they want to rough it and really, you know, put themselves in that position. That's what happened when we went to Bolivia. We were um on a, a boat, a small boat. I mean not small, small, but you know, it's a it's a little boat um where we're going up the Mamre River, which is a uh feeds into the Amazon. Okay. So um, and we're on this boat all week. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the shower is river water. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's pumping river, like brown, gross <laughs> water. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's kind of just, re- you're really roughing it. Yeah. We're in a bunk room. It really sounded like you guys were. in yeah. bugs and yeah. all of that. And we're going like really into isolated areas right. up the river where these people, they have no access to civilization. Mm-hmm. Like they are secluded (laughs) they're secluded and they have no medicine they have no no technology they have no electricity nothing i mean it's that was a medical that was a medical trip trip. and uh, it was that was quite the eye-opener um not one that i could really endorse like bringing a bunch of new people right you know i mean we took a few folks from our church um on this trip and and for uh, some of them it was their first trip yeah um and for me it was i think that might have been my first trip out of the country um too on a mission trip it was it was rough um but i you know i would encourage people who are planning a trip to you know try to navigate it to where you're not necessarily roughing it that bad Mm -hmm. um um, make it uh, so that people actually can get some rest you don't want people to you know um, have a traumatic have a traumatic experience or get so worn out that they need another week off of work after they get back which can happen when you're traveling like that it can be really hard on your body on your system and um and all that so you're processing a lot too when you go mm-hmm. on these mission trips oh for sure you're 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 it's it's i don't know i don't want to say stressful but you're overwhelmed much of the time when especially when you're in a, a different language mm-hmm. um and you're trying to communicate and you're trying to share the gospel and and serve people um, you're having to do it through translators, and sometimes those translators are really good. And sometimes they're, you know, they're not fully, you know, um, what fluent in English. Sure. So you're saying things that they don't understand mm-hmm. because you're using slang or 
or phrases that you, we take for granted. Um, people just know what it, what it means, but they don't know what it means. Yeah. Because they're translating every word, you know, uh, very literally, and, and the turn of phrase to them is, is, is like, it's not English. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't make sense. Um, so they're looking at you quizzically. <laughs> I mean, I'm experiencing this as a preacher, you know, trying to preach to a, a Spanish congregation and using a translator, and, and uh, sometimes you'll just say things that, you know, make perfect sense in, to you in English, but to them they're just like, I don't know No, that yeah, means. that's happened to me before too. But, you know, you're also just, you're processing spiritually too. Like what is, it's not just about the people that you're going to serve, but mm-hmm. God has something in it for you too and a challenge for you. Every, and, every yeah. time people come back from a trip, they – there's a always comment on that, yeah. that we feel more blessed and served than what we offered. Yeah. You know, we went down there to serve, but we felt like we got more of the blessing from it, um, which is kind of the point. Um, people will question, um, is it worth it? Okay, financially speaking, is it worth it to take a group of people on a mission trip like that, where if you took the same amount of money and just gave it to the people down there, would that do more good for them? Um, that, that question I've had, you know, asked many times, um, and, and I've actually asked that question to our missionaries, um, in, in El Salvador, especially, uh, where we have a really good relationship. I I've said, okay, this costs us, you know, upwards of, um, so for a group of like 15, it might cost us Mm $20,000 to take a group uh, on this trip. Right. Um, is it worth it? Uh, for us to come down here for a week and do that versus what if we just sent you that money? Would mm-hmm. that be more beneficial? And, and hands down, I mean, they they would say. They want us there. They want us there. Yeah. That the money would not do nearly as much good as yeah. our our team coming down and, and getting to know us and having us there doing work, which, you know, uh, one of the things is um, that we, we build a relationship so it becomes – a partnership. It becomes too. a long-term investment yeah. and a partnership, but it also um, is a little bit of a circus attraction. <laughs> so we go in as a, the Americans, you know, into a, a church or a school, <laughs> <Circus>. <laughs> and they they're like, "Oh, it's Americans," and they want to come out and see what's going on. So sure. this is the, the evangelistic part of it: is that if you were to have something that were to attract a lot of people to your church share the gospel with them, and then you could encourage them to stick around. So we're going to leave, yeah, but that missionary and those the connections they make with each other um, are, are going to last longer, yeah. where they can't get the same kind of attention and attraction by just hosting an event themselves. Yeah. I mean, it's it brings a level of, you know, attraction that, uh, that really is beneficial. So, so let's it, talk about some of the things we have done over the years down there then. Yeah. Well, um, we've focused mainly on kids and youth, um, doing VBS-type programs. They've taken some just youth uh, groups down, mm-hmm. too, I've from taken um, at least one group of, of high schoolers, and we had, I think somebody else took a group of high schoolers one time before that. Um, so, I mean, there's opportunities you can do, um, but it's, it's a lot of working with kids in these churches. And, and what you see is they have... Um, a majority of kids. So if they have a church of, you know, 35 adults, they'll have 70 kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a lot of kids, and their kids are, are going to be involved in their program. Um, and they come out of the woodwork. Yeah, they you know, really we've do. We've been in some pretty secluded villages where 
you're like, well, where where are these people coming from? Well, We're trying to count, like, okay, how many? Because we always bring something to the kids. Um, and, gifts. like, okay, gifts. Or a lot of times we'll put bags together. How many mm-hmm. bags do we need? And they're like, ah, oh, 50. And it'll be like, you know. 100. <laughs> yeah, so we always take extra with us. That was something we had to learn after yes. the first trip. Yeah. <laughs> and you, that's the thing. When you keep going back year after year, you learn from it. Like, mm-hmm. what works, what doesn't work. What do they respond to? And yep. Yeah. So mainly we've done combination. Um, we've found that the medical missions, okay, be, between Jim and I, as we talked and discussed this, medical missions was a good outreach, um, but it was it was a uh, kind of a need being met, but it didn't really promote the church growth. Um, and so when we began discussing what we should do with uh, Rigo in El Salvador, um, our church's emphasis in ministry is, is a lot of working with kids and youth. So we wanted to bring some of that to mm-hmm. them, and, and their emphasis down there is on kids and youth too, so it seemed like a good partnership. Right. And so we would do um, just a, a short program, maybe, well, I don't know, short is maybe not the right word, but a couple of hours um, we would spend in the church, and they would bring all their kids, and um, they would reach out, and they would s- promote it you know, to the mm-hmm. community. Um, but then we would have also probably a, f- uh, a small group um, who would do some physical work. And maybe in between, you know, some of the things that we're doing, some of the programs, we might do like paint a church um, or build some tables. We did that for several years where we would build them tables and, uh, you know, whatever physical, we laid tile in a church uh, on their flooring. Um, We've gone to the children's hospital Mm -hmm. um, and I know there was a prison, a women's prison visit planned, but I don't know if that ever anything happened with that. Um, yeah, and that then we were going to schools too, right. which is really cool that we can go into the schools down there. Mm-hmm. That kind of grew and developed out of what we were doing. So we were going to churches for several years, um, doing their uh, kids program in the church. And then um, we had an opportunity to go to a school, I think one time. And uh, that ended up being a really fantastic opportunity. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we began splitting our day where mm-hmm. we would go to a school in the morning um, and minister uh, to the school. And there might be, I don't know, a couple hundred kids yeah. sometimes at these schools. And then in the evening, we would go to one of their local churches and uh, do the program again yeah, uh, for our church. We're doing a program and then we hand them a gift at the end. Um, Share and the gospel. We, and give, we try to give something to the adults as well. Yep. And then, you know, we have um, our, our contact is a missionary who's overseeing, you know, eight or nine churches. So um, inevitably we would host some kind of a pastor's program or um, conference or maybe even just an appreciation dinner. Right. We would we would pay for the meal and, and try to the bless p- the people yeah. who are doing ministry down give there. Give the pastors yeah. a, a, a gift of some kind, mm-hmm. food or something. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities that way, when you have the connections with the, you know, the person in the country who's, um, you know, doing all the ministry and you're coming alongside them, um, there's just a lot of opportunities uh, to, to be able to support and, and see that yeah. this is the, the big thing for me is that you have um, a confidence that the work that you're doing is paying off long term. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the integrity of the people you're dealing with. And you see the growth and you see the, 
the, you know, I, I don't want to say the appreciation, but there is a, a, an appreciation of just that partnership. And it, you bring that back to the church body, and they have a bigger and new appreciation of missions and um, what uh, God's doing, you know, not just in our local community, but all over the world. Yeah, and one of the really cool things that um, I started noticing early on, how many years have we been doing this? I don't know, eight there, or nine, yeah, ten. Yeah, several years. Um, and we would send our mission dollars down there as well. Um, and so each time I, I go down, it's kind of cool that we actually get to see what the mission dollars are going mm-hmm. toward. Like, uh, there are, you know, particular churches that we tend to visit, and it's like, oh, they have a new bathroom, and it's because of some of that, the mission support that right. they, u- you know, use. Which is, I mean, really a significant part of, of the partnership that mm-hmm. we have is that um, we don't just go down there once a year and come back and, and uh, wait till the next year. We are, throughout the year, um, we're supporting, we're sending money, we're in conversations, people are connecting personally with, you know, other folks down there through Facebook and all that kind of thing that the technology now with Google Translator and everything, you can mm-hmm. talk to people. Um, and so we have all those connections that are consistently happening. And so you do, you see that growth, you yeah, see the development. Rico has been really good about sending a weekly mission, um, you know, pictures and kind of a report of some of the things that they're doing too. So it keeps us connected. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess as we kind of wrap up what we're talking about, my my encouragement to other churches and other people in ministry who are interested in missions is to um, find a way um, to get your people actually physically um, involved, to, to take them on a trip. And it may be an exploration um, where, where you as a pastor or as a leader you yourself go on a trip, and then now mm-hmm. you're familiar with how to how it works. Right, and then champion it for your church. Um, I mean, I we had the opportunity to go to Israel um, back in 2014, mm-hmm. I think it was, and um, we we went as a couple um, on a trip and discovered, you know, how this thing works, and then we came back and we led uh, a group from our church, mm-hmm. you know, to go back. Um, once you get familiar, then it's not so not scary. intimidating. Yeah. But if you don't know, then it's just always going to be that mystery of, right. of, well, we'll just send money. And money's easier to do than actually going. But yeah. um, going on trips, I think, is life-changing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a huge value to the church. And I think it's a huge value to the, the missionaries all over the world that uh, they need to see and uh, hear from um, from us. Yeah, sometimes you got to investigate and research, research you know, where um, you know where could we go where they could, it would be a really good thing for them for us to come along and partner with them. Absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, that is small town big missions. So <laughs> we'll uh, like how you did that. Yeah, we'll wrap it up and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>